Okay, I want to discuss today the different sounds of the shofar. It's our only day that we have before Rosh Hashanah, so let's do the different sounds of the shofar. We'll get back to Tefillah Tashlum in a different day. So, um, in, if one were to learn through Simon Tav Kuf Tzadi of Orachayim, you would find all of these halachos. I'm going to try to explain practically what all of it means. So first off, a tekiah. Tekiah is one long, sustained, straight sound. Uh, even if it wobbles a little bit while it's blown, it's still kosher. But you should try to make sure that it doesn't crack. If it cracks, it could sound like a shvarim. If it breaks in, the, in between, you don't want breaks in between. But it doesn't have to be 100% perfectly, uh, perfectly steady. Um, if it gags or coughs, you know, that kind of thing, leaving a gap in between the beginning and in, in between uh, the, the tekiah, that would be a problem. Um, the, uh, when I say wobbles, it means the tone goes a little bit higher or a little bit lower. That would still be kosher although it is not ideal. How long does a tekiah have to be? So it depends. When you're blowing a set of tekiah, shvarim tekiah, or tekiah, trua tekiah, the tekiah only needs to be as long as a shvarim or a trua, meaning the tekiah has to be as long as the set in between. But when you're blowing tekiah, shvarim trua tekiah, so each of those tekiahs have to be as long as the entire shvarim trua. So it needs to be twice as long as the uh, as tekiah for a tashat or a tarat, the tekiah for a tashrat needs to be twice as long. What about a shvarim? So uh, each shvarim each shever should make up three kochos. Should uh, should should be three. Uh, it's not it's not second. It's not even close to second. But three kochos. Three the, the length of what it would take to do. I guess what you would call three truos. If altogether it's as long as eight, each one could be as long as eight kochos and still be kosher, because it's tekiah minimally needs to be nine kochos. So as long as each shever is less than a tekiah, that would would still be a kashura sound from from the shofar. Um, there are many different minhagim in, in terms of how to blow a shvarim. The most norm, uh, normal, most popular way to blow a shvarim is a regular flat shvarim. Just three sounds, one right after the other. Two, two, two. One right after the other. Three straight sounds. However, there are many other minhagim as well in terms of how to blow a shvarim. There's a Litvisha minhag. The minhag in, in Lita, in uh, Russia, Poland, was to, uh, parts of Poland at least, was to, to blow a, uh, a, a shever where each of the, a shvarim, where each shever within the shvarim was broken up itself. Do, 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 right? To have some, and some have slight variations of, uh, of that. Um, the, there's also Rashi Shvarim. The Mishnah says that the, the Mishnah in Rashana Daflam Gimlam Bay says that the length of a tekiah is the length of three truos, and one trua is three smaller sounds. So what the Mishnah calls trua is what we would call shvarim. So Rashi understands that means that a trua is a very short sound. It's a set of three mini uh, blasts, each one just one koach. So that's it. A tekiah is one seti sound equal to the three trua mini sounds. So tekiah would actually be very short. It's only as long as it, as it takes to go tut, 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 that would be a, uh, a tekiah. If minor shvarim sound is to be longer than a mini trua sound, than one koach, and shorter than a tekiah, which is three kochos, you're working with a very narrow window of time. So a shever has to be longer than one koach, shorter than three kochos, which would mean it would have to be exactly two kochos, the length that it takes to go tutu, that would be the length of a shever. If you blow shorter than two kochos, it's possible because it's a trua. If you blow longer than two kochos, according to Rashi, it's possible because it is a 
Tkia. So uh, those very short shvarims are called Rashi's shvarim. Most other Rishonim hold that you can have a shever, uh, as we said before, even more than three, up until uh, eight is fine, as long as it doesn't get into Tkia territory. But according to Rashi, that a Tkia is only, is only three kochos, so the, the shever has to be even shorter. There is a minig that Svardim have, that they blow four shvarim instead of three. Instead of two, 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 it's four times instead of three. So that's a minig of, uh, of Svardim. Now, in terms of a trua, no trua should be longer than one koach because if it's longer than one koach, if it's longer than if it's, it's longer than just that split second, then it, it, it enters into shvarim territory. So each trua should be exactly one koach. Not easy to do for people who blow shofar. Trua is the hardest one. A lot of times, what you'll find that they'll do is they'll start blowing trua, and then that first sound out of their out of the shofar is a little bit longer than one koach, and then they'll get into a groove. And that's no good. You can't do that because that's that that starts off with a sound. Of a uh, of a shever, um, and it should also be in very quick succession. It shouldn't be uh, intervals in between each uh, each each blast of the trua. Now, in the Syrian community, they uh, blow a slightly different trua. The break between the sounds is almost non-existent, almost non-existent. Meaning each uh, each 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 uh, koach has almost no break in between them. It's it's like it's it's a staccato. So they, they that 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 they blow that uh, that sounds almost like there's no break. The Yekisha Trua is even more, that there mamish no break. In the Yekisha Trua, it's, it's, if, if, if you haven't heard it before, you would easily confuse it with a Tkia. What differentiates it with a Tkia is that it goes up and down constantly. It's, the, it's one solid sound that goes up and down without breaking with silence in between. That is a Kashra Trua. That's the minig of the Yekisha community, of the German community, to blow Truos like that. There's a Baltokea Maishul who's excellent. He blows very Beautifully, he never makes mistakes, but his truos are all yaksha truos. His truos never say, I wasn't sure, I never heard that before. I asked for Shechter, is this okay? You know, we, we, I, I didn't even know that it was the extra minute, but is it okay to have someone blows truos where the, just, the sound just goes up and down, but it, there's no break? He said, Yeah, yeah, that's the yaksha minute. Shechter lives in Washington Heights, so that's all he's ever heard, right? So he says, Yeah, that's, I mean, he dabbles in YU, so he's heard. He's heard like Aaron Minig also, but I'm just saying that he said that's that's perfectly fine. It's the Yekisha Minig. Don't make a big deal about it. Now, as a rule, the tiny blasts that make one chauffeur sound have to be all done in one breath. So the entire Shvarim is in one breath. The Tkia is in one breath. The Trua is in one breath. What about a Shvarim Trua? If you're blowing a Shvarim Trua together, is that two breaths or one breath? Is it Shvarim, breathe? Trua, or is it shvarm trua? One sound that you uh, that you don't break in between. So that's the uh, the shaila that the rishonim deal with. The mechaber and shulchan aruch quotes two shitos and some tafkuf tzadi sif dalid. Rabbeinu tam shita is to blow them as separate sounds with a breath in between them. Shtei neshimos, you blow shvarim, breathe trua. That's the way to do it. The rush holds it. No, it should be neshima achas, one sound, just a normal, regular, uh, a, a, a tiny break in between them, very small break in between them. That's the sheet of the rush. That's explained by the Mishabura Sivkat Nilchas. Chaznish in Simon Kuflam and Vav Sivkat Nalav says that the rush holds that you shouldn't break at all between the shvarim and the trua. He describes it as a trua mitocha shvarim. It should go one straight sound that just uh, increases in frequency of break. It starts with, uh, with the Shvarim and goes right into a trua. So what do we do? Do we take a breath? Do we not take a breath? So if you're not the Baltokeh, you don't have to worry about it, I guess. The, the rabbi worked it out, hopefully the Baltokeh. But what, what's the halacha? So the Mechaber says you should do both. 
How do you do both? So he says, for the tekios to miyushav, the first 30 kolos that we blow, that should be with one breath. Benishima achas, like the shita sarash, because that's what we really, really passed in mahalacha. That's the, the correct din. But the second series, it's kios to mu'uman, we should blow with a pause in between b'shtei neshimos to fulfill the shita of Rabbeinu Tam. That's what the Mechaber says. The Ramah says that our minig is to blow all of the shvarim truos with a breath in between with shtei neshimos. That's how the Ramah writes. However, it seems that the minag in many, many places, even in Ashkenazi communities, is to do what the Mechaber suggests. To start the first set, the tekios to miyushav with one breath, and then the tekios to mu'umad with two breaths. When you blow in two breaths, the pause between the shvarim and the trua should be exactly as long as it takes to take a breath. You should, uh, or ta- if you, the best way to do that is by actually inhaling, and then you'll know exactly how long it takes to take a breath. If you blow with one breath, the space should be much less than uh, the amount of time it takes to take a breath. If a person is blowing for women or for a chole who can't make it to shul to hear the shofar, so you only blow 30 kolos, you don't blow uh, two sets. So then what do you do? Do you do nishima achas or do you do shtei nishimos? So the halach is all three shvarim truos should be done in that uh, in that circumstance. Um, now the uh, what if bidiyeved. Uh, um, meaning, why is it that, that, that the, the Mechaber says that we should really pass them like the Rosh Meikra did? So he says, the Beis Yosef explains that mo, most of, of the Rishonim assume that way. And anyway, the Rabbeinu Tam, even though the Rabbeinu Tam holds that you should take two breaths, but that's the Lechachila. But the Yavid would still be kosher if you don't take two breaths. So Benishimachas is a safe thing to do. All the Rishonim would agree that it's at least kosher if you do that. That's not agreed upon by everybody, but that's what the Beis Yosef writes. The Truma Sadesh and Beis Yosef quotes, Holds not so that the Rabbeinu Tam would hold that you're not even yotze b'neshimachas that you dafka need shtei neshimos. Now, uh, how long should a tkiyah gedola be? Tkiyah gedola that we do at the end of each set of thirty. So the tkiyah gedola just needs to be longer than a regular tkiyah. How much longer? There's no real shear of a tkiyah gedola. Svardim don't blow a tkiyah gedola; they blow a true gedola. At the very end, a very uh, super long trua. They don't do a, uh, a tzikir gedola. Same religion, but they uh, they do a different. Uh, they have a different different minhag. Um, so, but the tzikir gedola. Some some of the achronim say you should be careful. The tzikir gedola shouldn't be super long because if it's super long, people are going to stop listening. And if people stop listening, then uh, then then they're not yotz because they have to hear the shofar from beginning to end. So you don't want to get it too long. Tzikir gedola people do very very long, but at least the tzikios you don't want to do too long. So how long are we talking? I keep saying kochos. Nine kochos, three kochos. How long is this in terms of seconds? So the Gemara Mesech Roshan Daflam Gimel Beis connects the length of the Tekiah and the Shvarim to the length of the Trua, which tells us the Tekiah, the Shvarim, and the Trua should all be the same length. So the whatever it takes to take nine kochos for a Tashat and for a Tarat, that's how long your Tekiah should be. And as we said before, with a Tashrat, your Tekiah should be as long as both a Shvarim and a Trua. If you actually test it, it will turn out that it's less than two seconds. Seconds. It's a second and change, about a, sec- a little over a second for a tkia, for a real t- for nine colors to get out to get out nine nine truos, which is the length of a uh, of a tkia, It's it's just over a second. It goes very 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 quickly. Uh, nevertheless, it seems that the minig of poskim, this was certainly what I was instructed when I started uh, being a balmakri, that the minig of poskim is to try to make sure that each tkia in a tashat or a tarat is at least two seconds. 
you see, with the truas, it's easy. You just wait till you have nine. Once you have nine, you're good. With a uh, and shvarim is also easy because as long as they sound like they're the right, you know, uh, the right length, you have three of them and you're done. But the tkiya, each one should be two seconds. On a tashrat, the tkiya shvarim to a each one should be four seconds. L'chavchila, we try to be machmir, we try to be machmir like that. And it's important the Balmakri has to let the uh, Tokea know when it's long enough. You don't want him to be winded after the first 30 kolos. You're going to want to break him at some point. As we said before, there's no maximum uh, length, but you don't want to go too long on a Tokea because then people are going to stop paying attention. Now, what if someone makes a mistake? So if a person makes a mistake, the Baltokea makes a mistake, he messes up in one way or another, he's going to have to go back. The question is, what does going back mean? Sometimes going back means just repeat the call that he just that he just blew. Sometimes going back means that he has to go back to the beginning of the line, not the beginning of the set. Meaning, if you have a set of three tashrats in a row, he, and he's up to the third shvarim trua, he doesn't have to go back to the first tkiya in the set. Just the, of that line of the tkiya shvarim trua tkiya, he would have to go back to the tkiya again if for certain types of mistakes. What makes certain types of mistakes? The, what makes one go back all the way versus just repeating the call that you just blew? So it's a very simple rule. If you blew a call that is not kosher as anything, it's not the wrong call, it just wasn't a call. The, this happens sometimes, you, the, the, the uh, Makri calls out Shorim Trua, and what you hear is, that's it, that's all you got. So that is not a puzzle, that's not a, a, a different call, that's just nothing, it just wasn't a call. So then he just needs to do the Shorim Trua again, he just needs to get it right, he doesn't have to go back. But if what he gets out of his shofar is a sound that would be a kosher other sound. Let's say he blew something that could have technically been a tkia. He started off his shvarim, and the first shever was uh, was long enough to be a to be a tkia. So then th- that's a puzzle call, and a puzzle call in between an actual call in between a line with a hefsik, and you need to go back to the beginning of the line. So it's important that that's why Makri needs to know a little bit. He needs to at least know what uh, what is a call that's ever valid and what's not a call. That's that's ever valid. He has to have at least that basic knowledge so he can know whether to send the person back to the beginning of the line or whether to just uh, have him repeat that call. Um, okay, that's uh, the basic summary of the colors.